Thanks for downloading this episode of The Research Files from Teacher. I'm Dominique Russell. At Teacher, we've shared content on the impact of playful learning and game-based learning on student outcomes and what this might look like in the classroom. But how can we extend these same principles to assessment? And why is it important to think about assessment in this way? In this episode, I'm joined by two international guests from the United States, Louisa Rosenheck, Director of Pedagogy at the game-based learning platform Kahoot, and YJ Kim, Assistant Professor of Design, Creative and Informal Education in the Department of Curriculum and Instruction at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Louisa and YJ are presenting at ACER's research conference this year. The online conference kicks off on the 22nd of August, and at the time of publishing this episode, you still have time to register. So I'll leave a link to the conference on our website, teachermagazine.com, in case you're interested in finding out more. In our conversation today, you'll get a taste of their conference presentation and we'll also discuss what playful assessment looks like, how educators can embed it in the classroom and the impact of this type of assessment on student outcomes. Before we jump into this episode, it would be great if you could take just a few moments to give a rating of our podcast if you're listening to this audio on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you're listening on the Spotify app, just click on the three dots, then rate show, And if you're on the Apple Podcasts app, you'll find the ratings section by scrolling down to the bottom of our podcast channel page. On Apple Podcasts, you're also able to leave a short review for us. Leaving us a rating or a review helps more people like you to find our podcast and is a really big support for our team. Thanks for taking the time to support the work we're doing. Let's dive into this episode. Louisa and YJ, thank you for joining us for this episode of The Research Files. It's great to have you on. You'll be presenting at Research Conference 2022 on the topic of playful assessment. And it's something that we haven't really looked so much at teacher before, so I'm keen to get a better understanding in this episode. We've spoken about playful learning quite a bit, but not playful assessment. So YJ, can you describe what you mean by playful assessment for us? Sure. Playful assessment is an application of a lot of things we already know about playful learning and how we can apply the design principles of playful learning in the context of assessment to really increase students' agency and uh, engagement and enjoyment in the context of uh, evidence generation and also helping them them to to understand that a assessment doesn't need to be a really scary thing and often I think students don't even realize that they are generating evidence, but by engaging in this playful activities that are well-designed, are aligned with the constructs that are uh, meaningful and uh, educationally valuable, we are hoping that uh, students can see that, like, oh, like assessment is a good thing. And, uh, so, and also for teachers, that assessment doesn't need to come as this you know, particular the format that we're familiar with, uh, but it can feel like uh, interesting and playful thing that students are doing. So it's really the application of a lot of playful learning uh, design principles in the con- context of assessment, but really building up on the innovative practices around more performance-based kind of assessment, where assessment is performance-based, ongoing, and embedded in the context of learning. And I would just add that, you know, one thing to to keep in mind um, for why playful assessment matters is because 
um, what we know playful learning is so good for, for um, so many different kinds of outcomes, different kinds of skill building, right? It's not the same content knowledge or procedural skills. It's future ready skills and you know, the four or six C's and, and social emotional learning and lifelong learning skills and all of these important things. And if you're not doing assessment in a way that's aligned, then you're not really measuring those things that you care about and those amazing things that you're getting out of your playful learning. So it's really important for those, um, the learning and the assessment to not only be aligned, but really be part of the same experience. And so before we get into speaking in much more detail about the concept of playful assessment, I thought it would be good to take a little bit of a step back and hear about the work that you've both done in this field so far. So Louisa, you've spent over a decade researching digital games and creative learning. Can you tell me a little bit about this research? Yeah, so I uh, worked at MIT in a couple of different labs, the Education Arcade and the Playful Journey Lab um, for the past decade or so. And um, there, you know, we, we were really thinking about how, how can technology and playful learning and games and creative learning transform learning so that it's not just doing the same kinds of learning, but digitally. It's really, um, you know, letting students explore and um, conduct inquiry and iterate and experiment and try on new identities. And so um, in that work, we've designed a number of different games some that were very kind of open world um, MMO style games, some that are more like puzzle games, as well as, um, you know, alternate reality games and AR games. So lots of things coming out of, of the lab that have been really interesting. Um, anyone who's interested in that can check out the book called Resonant Games that a bunch of us from the lab helped write a few years back. Um, and I think some of the really important things that, that have come out of that research are the design principles of playful learning and game-based learning. Um, and that it's not just good for, for content knowledge, it's, you know, it's these science practices and math practices and um, collaboration and communication and um, you know, using evidence to make a claim and, and all these kinds of things you can do in a game, but it doesn't just happen in the game. This is something that I always um, like to emphasize. It happens in the teaching around the game and the reflection on the game, talking to other students about your strategies and how you persisted and how you figured stuff out and understanding that, oh, somebody else actually approached this in a whole different way. So all of this kind of metacognition and reflection um, is really important to get the most learning out of game-based assessment. And YJ, your work centres on innovative assessment and working closely with educators to think more innovatively about assessment. Can you tell me a little bit about this work and maybe give an example of how you've worked with a classroom teacher or a group of teachers recently to think innovatively about assessment? Sure. So, <clears throat> so unlike Louisa, who's coming from more uh, playful learning background, I'm coming from more assessment design and development background. So for the past 12, oh, not 12, 15 years, around 15 years as well, uh, I've been applying evidence-centered design, um, uh, assessment design framework uh, established by Batmis Levin and his colleagues uh, at ETS in the United States uh, in the context of more uh, social culture learning context. So a very specific example that I've been working a lot is game-based assessment. So uh, similarly, kind of how can we think about affordance as a game as a learning context, but not just learning, but how can we uh, design, use it as assessment tool? Um, but for my work, uh, so I started as a very kind of, 
kind of kosher style application of evidence evidence design in game environment, then kind of eventually move on to uh, thinking about embedding some of these principles of learning and princ- principles of play uh, in the game and taking that outside of the, the game environment and helping teachers to think about their assessment practices by applying those. So one specific example that I have uh, with my recent work, I've been working with, uh, uh, currently I'm in uh, Wisconsin, state of Wisconsin, United States. I've been working with two uh, computer science teachers who are thinking about ways to teach AI literacy concepts that um, that are not really uh, coding based. So these are teachers like my students, they're not really a coders, they don't see themselves as co- uh, co- uh, coders, but can they still learn about assess, uh, the, about AI literacy and like some fundamental concepts of uh, AI. So we've been creating this playful um, activities that are essentially um, game-like, but instead of like digital games, the students kind of role play as like code and uh, AI agent um, and label and data, um, and they are uh, trying to understand by kind of playing these roles in this game, they get to understand, okay, this is how the machine learning process works. But also because they're uh, playing in this playing this game, it also generates evidence about how they're understanding um, this uh, fundamental concepts. Uh, so we've been kind of working with teachers to create those kind of assessment. Uh, another example of uh, us working closely with uh, teachers is uh, with Shadow Spec game, which is the game we, we developed while well, when both of us were at MIT, uh, we looked at, we uh, we did a year-long kind of co-design process with teachers to be able to think about like how metrics or assessment machinery development process, how we can engage teachers as active designers, as active co-designers along that process, and how that can help teachers to understand uh, different learning outcomes that games can support better and how can we basically make the process more democratic and come up with assessment machineries that actually make sense to teachers better. So we've been looking at that uh, as another kind of angle of thinking about affordances of, of playful assessment as well. And so Wajay, would you say that playful assessment is a relatively new field of research or how long have we really been talking about this idea of playful assessment? I, I don't know if we can call this a field yet. But I want to point out that um, this idea of uh, games as a learning system, right? Like the uh, game-based learning as a field has, was, em- uh, uh, was emerged like early 2000. So from that kind of beginning, people start understanding the affordance of game for assessment. So that's, I'll call that uh, kind of late 2000. Uh, um, and that's when I start kind of working in the context of game-based assessment. And I'll say playful assessment as a, a genre within that kind of field. I will say it, it emerged around like 2015, 16. Um, I don't want to call that as a field yet because I think in terms of kind of theory and in terms of how it is actually, how playful assessment actually work in classrooms, I think we have very limited understanding yet. And as I pointed out earlier, or maybe I haven't, game is very structured formal play. 
And we're really trying to, in a way, kind of move forward or move beyond game to apply those、uh, playful learning principles in the context of assessment. But the examples,、uh, I think, in the field are still,、uh, still kind of limited. And I think how、uh, researchers and kind of practitioners have been thinking about playful assessment also kind of look different from context to context. So I think there's a lot that we still need to figure out. A, what is playful assessment? And B,、uh, application and implementation of, of that in classroom, how that benefit learners and teachers. And、uh, C, like how it offers beyond what game based assessment has offered. And I think that's something that、uh, we're trying to, still trying to figure out. And so, as I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, you're both giving a presentation at Research Conference 2022. And that presentation is titled Playful Assessment Don't Stop the Fun. So, Louisa, can you give our listeners a bit of a taste of what you'll be sharing with delegates at your presentation? Yeah, we're excited to be part of the conference. So, <clears throat> the title of the session, Playful Assessment Don't Stop the Fun.、Um, the reason we, we called it that is that, you know, when you're having,、um, you're doing game based learning or you're engaging in, in playful learning or creative learning, it's fun, it's engaging.、Um, students get in the flow and Um, unfortunately, a lot of times the way assessment works is you stop that fun and that engagement, and then you bring out the assessment, which is you know, a completely different format, often a more conventional, traditional kind of, kind of experience.、Um, and that's not what we want. We want to continue with the same kind of learning, the same kind of experience,、um, and even have them integrated together so that the assessment is, is happening. You're recognizing and celebrating your learning while you're doing the project or doing the The learning experience.、Um, so, what we're going to share in the session is we're going to start with some background on、um, the theory and kind of what we know about learning science principles around playful learning、um, and also about assessment and some of the qualities of a good assessment. And that, that will include things like psychometric qualities.、Um, Validity and reliability, but also some of the, the qualities that are so important for, for good learning and deep learning, things like being、um, authentic and timely and social and student centered and co created and, and things like that.、Um, so, we'll provide you know, some, some background on that. And then we'll give some examples of what playful assessment can look like, some examples from our work、um, from maker education as well as game based assessments.、Um, and then Um, it is going to be an interactive session. So, we're going to have some discussion or some kind of、um, active learning activities where we will we'll, we'll share some playful assessment principles and we'll encourage participants to think about those in their context and how can they,、um, how can they gather evidence and help their students gather evidence of their learning from whether it's games or play or creative activities. So, we hope that people will come away with. Um, a new perspective and some action items that they can take to their own practice. And so, as you've just touched on there a little bit, Louisa, you've both said that a key part of playful assessment is really embedding it into playful learning experiences. So, YJ, for classroom teachers who are listening to this podcast episode, can you expand a little bit on why it's important to really aim to embed it rather than simply swapping out a more traditional assessment at the end of a teaching unit with a game based assessment? Why is the embedding element really crucial? So, when we started doing this work,、uh, we、uh, talked to a lot of kind of playful, creative teachers who. 
been doing this kind of assessment in classrooms. And when we、uh, discussed this idea, that, and I remember one teacher saying, Oh, you call that playful assessment? I've been doing this all these years. So, it, I mean, that, the, the reason why I'm, I'm kind of bringing up that uh, teacher's uh, anecdote is because I feel like that good teachers, thoughtful teachers, always been already doing this. They blur the line between learning and assessment. They create an engaging, authentic, playful context that it's easy for all students, not just the high performing students, can participate and feel safe. And, and also because it, it helps students to,、uh, to think about right, like evidence and things like that. Uh, in relation to these activities, unlike these test scores where they see as, oh, there's just a number, right? Like there's a concrete evidence that they experience that they can reflect on and have a discourse with, with teachers. And I also think that it really helps teachers to kind of change the focus of assessment、uh, from grading. I think often a lot of education, unfortunately, especially in the United States, when they think about assessment, they think it's a grading. But it's, those are two different things, right? So, playful assessment can help teachers to think about what are the really the outcomes that I care about as a teacher? And then, how can I、uh, kind of foreground that in this authentic, playful experience? And then、uh, they can think about, okay, like how can I make sense with what I observe with this?、Uh, and I think that those are the kind of four instances of、uh, playful assessment and that the part of kind of embedding that. Um, assessment piece in, in the playful activity is the,、uh, the key piece of this. Yeah, and just to emphasize a little bit,、um, one part of that, you know, when, when students are doing, for example, project based learning or, or、uh, maker projects, it, it would not feel authentic to do a whole big project and show these skills and then have to do another assessment where you have to show those skills again, but like in a more contrived setting, right? So, In the real world, you don't stop and then take a test. Your, your work is demonstrating your skills. And so that's, that's what we want with playful assessment and with student centered assessment as well. And so, just finally, we've touched on it a little bit throughout our conversation, but I thought it would be good, YJ, if there's anything you wanted to add to this on what impact this type of assessment does have on student outcomes and how it can improve teacher practice. I think one. Immediate, I don't know how, like, we don't have any evidence like the playful assessment, for example, like increase their performance on standardized tests, like, you know, two you know two points or whatever. We don't have that kind of evidence.、Uh, I don't know if you particularly care about that kind of evidence either. But the one core、uh, element or、uh, the kind of difference that we see with playful assessment is students' reflection. And kind of student metacognition and understanding of the learning process, and,、uh, and that better than you know, the more traditional assessment. So, that piece I think is really crucial, and that's something that we、uh, have more evidence than like, you know, incre- increasing on、uh, learning. But I also、uh, say that、um, in terms of the quality of assessment, what we believe is that because playful assessment. Really does uh, uh, reduce uh, anxiety associated with the task、uh, and, you know, and things like that. And we are hoping that playful assessment can actually provide better、uh, understanding what students know and can do
uh, than uh, more traditional forms of assessment. One, one other thing I'd, um, I'd like to say just in closing is um, we've, we've talked about some of the research that we've done and um, you know, this is in the context of, um, of research work, but the, these ideas about playful learning and playful assessment they really need to go way beyond the research field, right? We need research to, to show um, you know, some best practices and identify design principles. But um, my perspective is always then, how do we take those design principles and bring them to life? And sometimes that's in teachers' classrooms, in teacher practices, and also sometimes that's in ed tech products and curriculum design. So um, since leaving MIT, um, I've actually made the switch into industry and I now work uh, leading the learning design at Kahoot. And that is just one example of how, you know, I think it's so important to take some of these ideas about student-centered learning and playful learning um, and expand them out to some of the products and tools and platforms that are reaching so many teachers and students to, you know, get these ideas out there and help people both um, try new things and, and see different ways that they can use tools and influence the ed tech sphere. Um, and also, like YJ said, to validate what a lot of teachers are already doing and say, yes, this is, this is good and this is actually known that it's, it's working, it's helping students, and it's, it's helping transform learning to you know, prepare students for the future. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening. If you found this topic interesting, you might like to listen back to episode 51 in our Research Files series where we looked at game-based learning. Just search for the Research Files episode 51 in your podcast feed to access the episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel so you never miss an episode. We're so excited to be launching a brand new series next week, so keep your eyes peeled.